real, intimate. You are now tuned into Bonnets and Durags, a Pillow Talk podcast. I'm your host, Via Simone. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. How are you? What's going on? Hey, girl. What's going on? Happy Monday. Ah, I'm excited. <laughs> nah, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is monumental for me. This is, I got to check this off my bucket list. Okay. <laughs> this, is a, this is a big moment for me. Yes, we in here. Bonnets and Zuray. So we got my, got my good, good, good silky. You sure do. Looking good, good. very much New York. I mean, you know, you know how that go. <laughs> right. Good. Right, right. So I'm so excited to have you both here. I, like I said before, we are talking about uh, six flags. So we are talking about red flags and green flags in friendships and business and relationships. So, I mean, red flags are pretty self-explanatory. They're the unsettling feelings that you ignored in the beginning of the stages of whatever you were dealing with. But green flags are positive actions that reinforce the value in the partnerships that you have. So before we dive into that, I'm going to ask you both to introduce yourself, tell people who you are, what you've got going on, where they can find you on social media, projects that you're working on, all that good stuff. Young Prince, go ahead. Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll go first. Um, I go by the name of Young Prince, representing the Bronx, New York. Um, I'm Nigerian as well. I'm an MC slash event host extraordinaire. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Young Prince underscore Twitter, Young Prince underscore. And um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here and looking forward to a good convo. Happy to have you. Ah, Young Prince. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Kennedy. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Honey Brown, fine, uh, single. What did you say? What do we do? I'm a media personality, a host. And um, you can find me on Instagram at President Kennedy. Or if you're interested in beauty things, you can follow me on Curls for the Girls. Um, and also I have a live show called Live with Kennedy that I do uh, sporadically. That is very fun and enjoyable. You should check that out, Sucha. Absolutely. You know, you know, it's hilarious. You know she said President <laughs> Kennedy. That's a fire Instagram name. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. That's, that's so clever. I like that. Wait, and you know, a question I've always wanted to ask you, Kennedy, has the Kennedy family ever reached out to you to try to look <laughs> for like a you know, it's crazy. Not the Kennedy family, but somebody one time did offer to pay for the handle. And I was just mm. like, yo, if somebody wants to pay for this. I'm not going to give it up. Yeah. How much fun- were they trying to pay? Not for? enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do with that? Nah, right. that's a fact. I respect it. Big bags only. Facts. Right. I'm going to waste my time with I hear that. Um, so yeah, so some questions that I want to start off with um, are so what are some of the top red flags for you that you've noticed in any encounter, maybe a friendship, a relationship, a business partnership, name some top red flags that you were like, oh, nah, this is this is crazy. Mm. Um, for me with friendships, I always 
I always I'm I'm big on reading people's vibes, especially with how they present themselves to me. So if you present yourself to me and you're gossiping and you're talking bad on people and you're not coming with anything uplifting or anything positive off the first interaction, it sets off a red flag for me because it's like, okay, I know the type of person you are and God forbid me and you have a falling out, my whole business is gonna be on Twitter and the shade room. Right. So. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just fall back from you off off the rip. Like, you know, I don't hold grudges or anything, but I just we probably won't go farther than uh what's up, how you doing? Mm, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. What about you, Kennedy? That's a fact. Just based off the based off of how you treat other people and talk about other people. That is one of them red flags for sure. Um, for me, I am really unattracted to people who are um like ego pride driven, like when that's dripping off them. And you know, you can always tell that type of person because they're never wrong. You know, it's this kind of like, just this, this, I don't even know what this vibe of just like, ugh, I ain't trying to be around this because you just think that you are incapable of being wrong. A conversation is always a debate. Like that type of shit, I cannot deal with. Um, right. Normally, I will say, though, like, normally I'm the type of person who gives people a chance before I decide, even if I see, like, a red flag. It's a flag and it's noted. But I am mm. going to continue the relationship because sometimes you you meet people at a certain time and it's like, look, maybe they was having a day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that would probably be my one. I hate that big-headedness. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I think that I would say that I kind of – you know, give them a, a chance, give them a chance to prove themselves, allow them to kind of correct any kind of mistakes. Because also too, like you said, it could be a bad day. It could be misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you see a repeated behavior, it's like, nah, okay, I, I need to. Exactly. You got to go. I need to leave. And then one thing too you were saying, Prince, was about like, you know, especially with friendships, somebody's like talking poorly about you or like just, they just have nothing positive to say. What I realized too is a lot of the times I feel like people connect and sync up with other people because they're experiencing like these trauma bonds with one another. Like your foundation, it's terrible. Like the foundation of your friendship, your relationship is both of you griping over a certain situation. You know where that also is very prevalent too in the workplace. Absolutely. Like, That's why I feel like I've seen it the like yeah, exactly. Because everyone is on some like, I fucking hate my job type shit. And so then you're like, oh, you hate your job? Oh my God, I hate my job. Oh, let's let's sit at the coffee bar and talk about how much we hate this place so much. You know, yeah. like, it's just, it's just, it's interesting. So tell me a little bit about like some green flags that you pick up on in the beginning stages. So what are some things that you're like, oh, like, I, I like that they do this or I, I, I feel respected and valued because they are treating me this certain way? Um, for me, I like I like positivity in terms of like uplifting convos. If we're talking about how to better ourselves, what we are doing within, you know, who we are as people. Like, so say, for example, I meet a fellow creative and we meet and we're just talking about how we started, obstacles that we may have faced that we had got over. Um, I just like positivity, man. I just like, you know, forward thinking people, people who are always concerned about you know what's next how they can better themselves and just being uplifting not only towards you know their craft but towards the community as well like i love people who can bring solutions to problems as as opposed to like you know being pessimistic about things you know so 
those are the type of people that, you know, I'm more drawn to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can you name a time, a more recent time where you've, you felt empowered or uplifted by, uplifted, excuse me, mm-hmm. by a new friend, um, an old friend, maybe somebody who you follow on social media, mm-hmm. like walk us through like how that's been for you. Um, for me, I would, I would say I had went to a, a panel. I went to a panel with, um, the tier, the tier NYC group and, I was just I was just inspired by how like, you know, their company started. I was inspired by how, you know, they got through all their obstacles together as bros cuz you know, sometimes when you work in a group with people, it's like everybody can't be Michael. Somebody got to be Tito, somebody got to be Jermaine, but they all, you know, understood that, you know what, we are working towards a a bigger purpose and, you know, it resonated with me a lot because it's not everybody you could work with, you know? So for me, it was just like, wow, you know, seeing that, seeing that happen was just like, wow, like I was inspired by that. And I also met, um, Taki, Taki Bond on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my guy. Like, Taki, he from yeah. the Bronx, you feel me? And I never really got to, you know, politic with him until that day. And we were just talking for, just so long with like Tom, Tom really escaped us because we were just talking about our respective crafts and how, you know, we want to change the world. And he is definitely somebody that once you meet him, it's like, nah, I feel like I've known this guy my entire life just because we were just so like-minded and passionate about what we do. So that was definitely a good example of a green flag of somebody I'm just meeting as well. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Taki just has this very familiar energy. And I, I, I actually, um, he's probably like one of my first friends when I moved to New York City. So mm. I, I definitely hear that. Shout out to him. Um, so one thing I wanted to touch on, and you were talking about it, like with the with the guys from Tier mm-hmm. um, NYC, do you think that, um, you know, you can successfully run a business with your friends? Because sometimes people feel like you can't, you shouldn't mix business with pleasure per se. Yeah, it depends. I feel like it depends on the mindset, you know, um, I'm big on being equally yoked with people, not only in relationships, but in friendships as well. If we don't have the same, you know, mindset in, in terms of, you know, vision, it's not really going to work. If, if I'm thinking millions and you thinking thousands, it's just like, there's going to be a disconnect. So I've always told myself, like, if, if I'm ever going to do business with friends, we have to make sure that, you know, we have the same type of goals as a collective. Absolutely. Kennedy, what's your, your take on that? With working with friends, um, I think it's really just about mindset because you could be a friend or a stranger. I need to know that you are a hard worker and, and that you're a solution-based person. Because I mm. think folks will, you know, run into a sh- a struggle, run into some kind of something, and it'll detour them from wanting to move forward. And you can't work with people like that. Um, so it's more about like character than it is the relationship I have with you. Although yeah. I would love to work with all my homegirls, you know what I mean? Like whenever I picture myself making tons <laughs> of money, I picture it with my people. Like mm-hmm. I would love for it to be folks who I trust because I think that's for me, I need to be able to trust this individual. We making money together. Okay. I need to. I need to trust you. Um, right. So yeah, I think shit. 
make the money. That's it. Make the money, mm-hmm. friend or whatever. Yeah, trust, yeah. Is, yeah. trust is definitely a big aspect of that as well. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, 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 for sure. To to, ju- to jump back in with the the green flags, what are some some green green? Excuse me. What are some green flags that you've noticed, um, Kennedy? Um, that you know have like really like you know warmed your heart in regards to like relationships or like my work relationships or what? So let's start with friendships, actually. Green flags for friendships, I think for me, is just like someone I know I can talk to and just be myself with. Like someone, and I know that when it's, when they're being their selves. Like, you know, if I meet somebody who I feel like is putting on or trying to like act like something they're not, I'm not attracted to that. I also have run into people who like think they need to act like me in order for us to be friends. And Mm. that's really annoying to me. Like I don't even, because it's your perception of me. It's not even like, you don't know me yet. So like what you think of me is what, how you're trying to act. And it's just annoying. So um, yeah, I think, a green flag is just like someone who's literally being themselves. I'm always attracted to people who just don't give a fuck and they're just who they are. Um, and yeah, just that like welcoming. I know I can um, be poured into when I see you and I can pour into you that like, it's a, it's a balanced friendship. I'm not walking in feeling like this person needs me. Like we, Definitely. yeah, we have like a good mutual, mutually beneficial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are, when I say green flags, it just sounds so weird because I don't be looking for green flags out of people. That's, right? nah, that's, that's a big fact. That's a big yeah. fact. We always, we always looking for that. We're like, mm, what this person wants right, to mm, Right, Let me read this person. Right. But I mean, but you, you're experiencing these green flags and picking up on them, um, whether or not you realize right. it, because that's what continue, make that's what continues to blossom the relationship, the friendship, whatever the partnership may be, you know, that that's what you keep coming back for. So that's definitely important to to note. And also I think it's about what part of your life you're in. Cause I think subconsciously mm-hmm. you do attract yourself to people that you need in that moment. Right. And that's right. not just even in your friendships. That's in your romantic relationships and in your work relationships. Like shit, I'm down bad. I need some bread. I'm gonna go to the place where I'm gonna make it. Not the place right. that I enjoy working just because that doesn't really pay me. Like you're going to make more intentional decisions when you know where you are in your life and you go and look for that specific Definitely. thing. So the fact that you both are influencers, I would love to know about situations where people were trying to get close to you. Like, especially, you know, if they're they're trying to get close to you to get something out of you because they see mm. your status, they see the the level of access you have. Tell me about some of those situations, because because I, I know that they're crazy. I I know you you've encountered some wild shit. <laughs> Kennedy, you want to go first, or, or or you want me to set it off? I'm gonna be honest. I don't really have too many crazy ass stories. Like I don't hmm. I don't know if people just look at me and they just know. Like okay, Kennedy is not. I'm not. I can't play with her. But I don't <laughs> I don't give play time. Like there is no you about to try and get something out of me. It's not happening. I'm not that open of an individual. I'm not an open book um, on my mm-hmm. platform. So I don't think mm-hmm. people um, come to me in that type of way. Mm-hmm. I've had okay. folks who, like I mentioned before, who will try and, I think, 
act like me a little bit. I don't know how else to say that without saying it like yeah. that. But no, that that makes sense. Yeah. I can visualize that. Yeah, and they'll do that type of shit and think that that's like, oh, I hang out with people who act like myself, but they don't know that I am very quiet and very chill, and I'm really, right. I, I, I am crazy in my house. You know what I'm saying? But when mm-hmm. I'm out, I am a quiet girl. I'm chilling. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. I was gonna say you remind me a lot of myself in the sense of like. I would I would have considered myself an introvert, but it's not that I'm introverted. It's just that I'm extroverted in places of comfort. That's it. Right. So yeah, yep. like so like I just remember like me, you know, us being at work yep. and like you know thinking like oh okay because like I told you before like I had been following you for a while and it just so happened that we work in the same space yes. and I became friends with you. But I I'm thinking that President Kennedy is Kennedy twenty four seven. Yeah. Mm. Oh, look at this, this sweet, sweet soul. Like, <laughs> the same but he, like, I, I love both individuals, like, you know, both sides of you, yeah. but it's just, it's just so interesting to to hear that, like, you know, people think that they always have to be like, ah, oh my God, yes. like, like, that's not how you carry yourself 24 seven. And that's not exactly what you, you need to feel like you need a connection with someone. Yeah. So. I also think it just yeah. says a lot about people thinking that, or just social media will make you think you know somebody. And it's like, no, right. you know what we show you. So That's a fact. You know, that's, it. that's a big fact. Young Prince, tell that's us how to ignore fact. you, man. Right. Man, where do I where do I start? Like, so since I'm, you know, in the entertainment industry, it is people always trying to get into parties, people always always trying to get into events. Mm. And you're a promoter? I, no, I'm a, I'm an actual like I'm a I'm the MC. I'm the guy that gets the oh. crowd high. I'm the guy. So depending on the event, it's like I'm always on the mic somewhere. I'm always, you know, hosting something. So parties, people are always hitting me either day of or hours before. Like, hey, you know, I know you don't really know me like that, but is there a way you can get me in for free? And it's just like, <laughs> I yeah, know I that. Like, Young Prince back in the day, I would have been one of the ones. <laughs> so it's just like I've had. I've had people follow me just off the strength of, okay, you know, maybe if I ask him for a discount or something, he can, or maybe if he can talk to this person for me, you know, they can let me in. And it's just like, I don't know you. And even from my friends, sometimes I tell my friends all the time, like, I don't have a problem getting you into places, but just let me know ahead of time. And, you know, certain friends will be like, well, you know, that's just, that's, that's just him. Like, it's okay. Like I could, I could hit him up the day of and he'll be okay. And so they're I, like speaking on your behalf. Yeah. Like they'll be like, sometimes, sometimes I'll have a promoter come to me like, yo, somebody said, uh, they know you at the door that you said you was going to get them in for free. And I'll like, look, and I've never met this person. And I'll tell them like, sorry to that man. I don't know yeah. you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't like, for me, it's hard for me to say no to people. I'm yeah. working on, you know, trying to put my foot down, because you know I'm I'm always I'm always conscious of what people say, and I definitely am trying to get out of that. I don't want to have the brand on me like, oh, he's Hollywood, or oh, he's this, or oh, he's that. I've just learned to, you know, understand like there's boundaries. If I was just gonna say that, yeah, there's yeah. boundaries. So you're not going to make me feel bad for setting boundaries. And I think a lot of us as, you know, people who have influence and don't want to have our image smeared, have that, you know, thought process. Like if I say no to this person or if this person doesn't get what they want, how are they going to, 
you know, be putting my name out there and I'm big on my name not being slandered. I move a certain way because, you know, I have a reputation to uphold. So it gets crazy sometimes because, you know, the one time you tell people no is when they have all types of crazy things to say about you, you know, um, even with like, you know, like women in, in, in my craft, like, you can't be too nice because it's like, oh, you know, Young Prince tried to talk to me, like, and the whole, whole time you just said, hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, Young I like Prince, you was trying to holler. Stop. Nah, not me. I'll be cooling. You feel me? Like, I try, my thing is, I try not to be the, because I'm, I'm in a relationship, so oh. I try not to, you know, do anything that is going to have my lady looking crazy out here or have, I, I wouldn't want anybody to ever open their mouth and be like, you know. Right. <laughs> I don't want nobody to be like, you know, yeah, you know, oh yeah, that young print, that 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 girl think her, her man is faithful, but he be in my DMs doing this and this and that. And it's just like, whoa, like. Yeah. And little do they know, know or understand that you're just friendly. And that's I think, the thing. I think there's a difference between like being like, overly friendly where it right. comes to flirty and you just being a just a nice fucking person exactly, you know exactly like, exactly sometimes men and women convolute the two so mm -hmm. so for yeah. me it's just like i just try my hardest not to even put myself in these predicaments where somebody could create a story in their head where it's like yep this is what happened and because that's happened to me before and it's just like mm, damn yeah tell us, tell us about that what, what, what? all right so I had I had somebody you know write. Um, I, I was it was one of my last relationships, so it wasn't it wasn't anything recent, probably like four or five years ago, and they wrote you know my ex at the time like yeah you know we be working out together we be doing this we be doing that whole time I never met this girl in my life, you understand? And I'm just like so I wrote the I wrote the girl like yo, what are you doing? Like why is it that you're doing this? Yeah. She was just like, oh, you know, I was just trying to get your attention and this, that, and the third. I'm just Yikes. like, I don't, I don't. And for me, it was just like, I'm not even, at the time, I wasn't even popping like that for you to be doing shit like that. So it was just like, what was your gain? Like, what was your end goal? Like, how you come to somebody as a woman and you never even met the man you come into them as a woman right. before. Like it just, it doesn't, it didn't make any sense to me. And I just, that's what I'm saying. Like I just try my hardest not to overdo it with the, the friendly thing because some, some women just create stories in their head and then you in an awkward position. So I keep it very cordial. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, might crack a joke or two, but, other than that, like, nah. Yeah, no, that's real. And it is appreciated that you set that boundary and set the tone because no, I think, fact. like I said, sometimes I feel like, you know, guys may not understand that there, that there is a boundary. Yeah, we can be, and, and sometimes as guys, I'm not even gonna lie, like we can be very oblivious to things. Yeah. Like, like I, my lady say that all the time, like, man, y'all just so dumb. Like, y'all just don't even be knowing. And I'm just like, what yeah. you mean? Like, right. we don't keep game, like ahead of yeah, the Yeah, definitely. Y'all intuition is on a million, so. Yeah. I also think, sorry. No, go ahead. Tim. I was just gonna say, I think majority time, it is a man that's out here playing around and clowning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think yeah. that's normally what men are, excuse me, what women are used to dealing with. So if a man mm -hmm. is hitting them with a hi or hey, what's up, you know, I think 
traditionally, they feel like, look, this is normally when a man hits me on this type of shit, he is trying to holler at me or see what's up with me. Um, that story you told is wild, but yeah, I did yeah that. it was crazy. Like work, I, I wasn't even on my workout type of vibe back then. So how we met in the, <laughs> how, we, how we be linking up at the gym? Like I don't even have a membership. What are you uh, talking about? <laughs> Kennedy, have you had any any crazy stories like that where a woman has come to you as a woman? Child, hmm. no, absolutely not. No, um, I have not had any really crazy situations happen. I've had to check some folks who think that they. Ooh. know me and they don't you know what i'm saying who'll be in the dms um so i've done a couple of that i love to block people it's nothing to me i don't even there is no back and forth with me if i mm. feel any type of weirdness or like whatever like i'm blocking you that's it we're done communication's mm. over with you don't need to see my stuff we through um yeah yeah i don't have any crazy stories i've had like crazy men following me mm. who like you know i feel mm. like are stalkers that type of shit but I feel oh, like nice. every woman has dealt like dealt with that. I don't think that's an influencer thing for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's just, that's just just being a woman. I also um sometimes struggle with you know when I go out and stuff. Sometimes some people just want to talk and talk and talk and talk, and it's just like if we not really friends like that. I truthfully just want to say what's up and keep it pushing, especially if I'm like at an event that I'm hosting. And it goes back to me not wanting to come off as Hollywood, but sometimes some people just want to talk to you just to just to look like they're talking to you, or or they just don't even they mm-hmm. just they just they don't have anything of worth to say. They just want to be affiliated. They just right, want to be like, right. Oh, young prince. It's, yeah, and it's, it's crazy because like I am, I feel like the way my personality is, like you know, it comes off as oh yeah, like you know. I can be his friend and you know I never met him before but because of his personality I'll be watching all his videos he's funny you know that's the type of time he's always going to be on and I'm not going to lie like sometimes I don't want to talk to people sometimes mm-hmm. I don't want that interaction but I'm always battling with okay just take the picture with them or just engage in the conversation with them or just you know do that just so you know it doesn't come off any way Right, no. because essentially it's the nature of your job. Your exactly, job to, exactly. And I'm not saying that's kind right. of how I look at it, Simone. Like, yeah. When I go mm-hmm. places, I'm I'm almost expecting to have to talk to people. Like, yeah, I get yeah. I I have people come up to me all the time, and on the low, like I I enjoy it. That's my time to like connect with people who've been supporting me, and I don't mind mm-hmm. you know sitting there in conversation. Um, I think. I also think that our conversations are a bit different maybe than the ones you're having with your folks, young friends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I've never minded the conversations. Also, I'm going to say this. Beyonce one time on a Driven or one of them from back in the day, she was talking about how um, you know there are times where she doesn't want to talk to fans when they run up to her and she'll be like it's it's overwhelming she said but listen she was like you know one time somebody in her in her life passed away and Mm. a fan came up to her at the exact moment that she found out and she was like you know in that moment i had to remind myself i am beyonce to this girl Mm -hmm. this may Mm -hmm. be her only chance of her ever being able to talk to me i'm gonna give her this moment and i think about that shit when i meet people because i'm like yo i don't know what this means to them 
You know, I know for me, this is like, okay, I've done this before and I know I, I have a good idea of how the conversation is going to go. Or you may feel like you don't have much to gain from it, but I just consider the person who I'm talking to like, damn, I don't know mm-hmm. what this means to them. I'm going to take this time. Right? And, and definitely like I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, for me, I love meeting. I definitely love meeting people who, you know, support my craft and, you know, come to my shows, come to my events and, I don't want people to be like, damn, well, he don't want to talk to me. Like, I don't want people to, to think that because I definitely appreciate it, like, heavy. Like, it keeps me grounded. But sometimes it's just, like, with certain people, it becomes overwhelming. Right. It's just like, it's just like yo, like, please. Or the, the ones that come out yelling or, like, being very loud, it's just like, yo, please, like, just... <laughs> they be on you Jeez. like that, young prince. I'm and it's, it's, not, it's not. It's not. It's not all. It's not. It's not all the time. It's. It's certain people that get like you know, I guess because I don't know what's going on, but they just be super excited. And sometimes like it's. It's like okay, cool. Like mm-hmm. this is a majority of the time. This is like some of the time. For the most part, like. You know, I love meeting and interacting with people. I love the the conversations. I love, you know, taking pictures. And it's, it's really, like, humbling for me, especially, like, you know, coming from where I come from. It's just, like, most people dream of stuff like that, of, you know, pursuing their craft and being recognized for it and wanting, you know, that love. Like, I, I, I love it. But sometimes it's just, like, like you said, sometimes you have a bad day. Sometimes, you know you're not in the mood and it can come off like, Oh, he Hollywood. Oh, mm-hmm. who he, th- who he think he is. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, that's just the vibe I never want people to get because I'm never on that, you know, type of time. like, right. just sometimes I just need that space. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first impressions are so, so important. Of course. Uh, yeah. Of course. I, I get that. So let's jump into um, a little bit more about relationships. So I mm. kind of took like, a call out from my group chats. And I was like, can you guys name some red flags and green flags that you've noticed in relationships? So I'll go ahead and read them off. And then, you know, afterward we can talk about what resonates most with you. So some some red flags um, are if your significant other doesn't have longstanding friendships, if Mm. your significant other has too many friends of the opposite sex, Mm. if (laughs) if your significant other tries to control you, if they make you feel uncomfortable with being your authentic self, um, if they don't answer your calls after a certain time, and in parentheses, they put, you're probably the side piece. Um, (laughs) Also, another red flag is using money to leverage and control the relationship. Oh yeah, big time. Not taking accountability for your actions or for their actions. Talking poorly about your exes, which was was new to me, but that that makes a lot of sense. Mm doesn't take the initiative to make plans or take you out. Um, And some keywords that I pulled from all of those red flags were manipulative, uh, spiteful, entitled, disloyal, dishonest. Um, Yeah, so that's deep, that's deep. This is a lot. Yes. Yes, You're back, you're back. Yes. Sorry, I don't know what happened. Y'all screens just went black. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, no, it's it still continued to record, so we get oh, it. Well, there we go. Okay. Yes, no. So I, I'm going to go ahead and read the, um, the green flags again. Oh, green flags. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read the green flags. Okay. Um, 
and then we can we can jump back into the red flags. Um, so the green flags, uh, you know, they have a genuine interest in you and your life. Um, and I also wanted to touch on something you had said, Prince, earlier about being equally yoked and how mm-hmm. important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, another green flag is if they allow you to pay on the first date and you don't push back. So, you know, <laughs> you're not doing the, the little funk pay, uh, um, pump fake. Yeah, like, I, hate that. Uh, I, I hate that, but we don't, we don't get into all of it. it. We don't get into all of it. I, I, I am queen pump fake, okay? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. We don't, me, girl. We, My we elbow stay right on the table. We're going to get in your business. We're going to be in your business. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Um, also another green flag is, uh, taking initiative to make plans, effectively communicating your issues and trying to find a solution. Um, your willingness to step in and help out with whatever is needed, uh, pays attention to the details and the little things. And some keywords that I pulled from that are loyal, affectionate, considerate, loving, and compassionate. So mm. let's jump back into, um, the red flags to start. Okay. Um, and I, I want to talk about the the friendship aspect of that the 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 fact that you may feel like you know if your your significant other doesn't have long standing friendships and what that really means mm-hmm. and then also if your significant other has too many women friends or too many male friends mm-hmm. let's let's talk let's talk about that for a little so I I think in in my own personal experience I've never been one to be upset or frustrated at my man having a lot of women friends. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's the, there's a, there's something to be said about the boundaries you set. Of amongst course. Them. Right. Because if you have a, a woman friend who is calling you at three in the morning uh-uh. to, to talk about whatever is going on in their life, I, I think that, I think there needs to be a boundary that's set. Absolutely. And I, and I had said something to my significant other at the time about like, Hey, you know, like I, I don't mind the friendship that you have with this person, but can they be a little bit more respectful of the time that we're spending together? Like at the end of the day, like we are asleep and right. they're calling your phone, blowing up your phone. And it's just like, and, and, and his counter argument was like, well, what if they really need me at that moment? And <laughs> because they need me and you don't want me to talk to them, then they might be in trouble. And I was like, boy, that's not no. what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, like... And also, shut the fuck up, because <laughs> you are just gassing it. Ain't nobody calling you because they are in dire need. Why would she be calling you? Okay? Yeah, no, the president The president has spoken. Yeah, Let me tell you. I'm not here for none of that. Boundaries absolutely need to be set. Without a doubt. And I think that what it does make me ask is, are you being transparent with your friends about what this relationship is? Do they know? That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think any woman or man would feel comfortable calling somebody that they know is laid up with a person. Yeah. yeah, that's a fact. Right. Like, have you shared with them that you are even in a relationship? Because right. now I'm looking at you crazy. Right. I think. I mean, it, I, think, I was just um, gonna say, according to him, he would mm. say that you know, like everyone knows knows about you. Like it, it it's never an issue. No, nah, like, that's you know, yeah, it's, it's more it's more than still, that. It's yeah. more than that, child. I think um, as a guy, just speaking as a guy, um, I've learned to always put myself in you know, my significant other's shoes. So if I wouldn't want some man that I probably don't know that well, you know, calling my lady at three in the morning when we laid up, then I, it probably won't be a good idea for me to do it as well. Um, 
like you said, boundaries are very, very important. And it's also important to, like you said, introduce your your significant other to your friends. And they have to understand, like, listen, my 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 homegirls know, like, you're not calling me, you're not calling me after a certain time. Like, right. I'm not the police, I'm not 311. Like, I'm <laughs> sure whatever is bothering you can wait till the next morning. You understand? Right. So that is that is understood already. Um, I think what a lot of people, you know, fail to realize in relationships too is like you have to understand it. You're you're catering to somebody else's feelings as well. So you can't just think about how it makes you feel. So like in your situation, it was just like, well, damn, like, what if she needed me? And in that moment, you know, that person wasn't really thinking, well, how does this make Simone feel? How does it how how would it affect Simone? You know, and I think a lot of people, you know, miss that. And I've 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 been in, on on that type of inconsiderate timing as well. You know, it takes time and experience for you to understand that. Okay, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have done it like that. I should have done it like this. But yeah, that's calling after. My my mom likes to call it ungodly hours. Is is yes, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a that's a no go. Okay. Yeah, I th- I think your friends have to be told that they need to care. Yeah, I think they're gonna have friends who assume a role, and they're like, "Look, I've been in your life longer, so they just yeah. think that they have that type of access." There is no boundary with certain friends because right. y'all been friends for so long. So it's like, look, I understand that y'all have this relationship and y'all been doing this and you was doing it before I came around. Mm-hmm. But you have to let them know that this is something that you need from them. It can't just be they're doing this favor for me. They fuck me. They don't know me. They're not friends with me. Heavy. It has to be something that you tell them and establish with them. Heavy. Oh, that's a fact. Um, I also wanted to drill into this aspect of control. Um, and I know that there was a red flag that I, I think you that resonates with you, young young prince, because mm-hmm. it was something about, um, was it the the making people feel uncomfortable with their authentic self, was it that? Or no, 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 you actually know what it was? It was using money to leverage. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think so that I is- Talk about that, why does that speak I think, to your spirit? I think, you know, and I think a lot of times I get into riffs with a lot of my bro, not my, my personal bros, but like, you know, you know everybody to bro, but a lot of guys. Sometimes when I say certain things on social media, like guys be like, "Why are you? Why are you taking up for the women? Like, why are you? Like, whose side are you on?" And it's just like I'm a very objective person. You feel me? Uh-uh, like, not why you taking up for the women. It's it's and once again, this is not my personal bros. These are just like you know guys I I I know on social media or people I see in passing. You know, um, I think a lot of men feel like because they have money that they say what what they say goes period that's it like i bought you this so you can't do this or i bought you this so you have to do what i say and it's just like that's very you know lame to me because if you're doing something for somebody your significant other or even just somebody that you're trying to impress or somebody that you you know you want them to be in your life why would you hold it over their head when when you know things don't suit your needs like that's that's whack to me i don't think a real man does that i think a real man understands that if i want to make somebody happy i'm going all out to do it and i'm not going to throw it in their face when we get in the argument some dudes would be like oh well how are you telling me how are you telling me that i can't have this or i can't have access to you and i'm i'm paying for your nails i'm paying for your hair what you mean no and right. 
I just think that's I just think that's you know terrible vibes. Money shouldn't be a means for you to control somebody. Because at the end of the day, you didn't give birth to that person. You don't have any ownership to that person. Slavery is illegal. Last time I checked, mm-hmm. so you know you don't belong to anybody. That person doesn't belong to you. So. Not thinking you owning somebody because yeah. you get their hair done and nails done. Yeah, like, right. and that's why it's so important. And that's, that's why I tell my homegirls, like, it's so important that you never let no man treat you like you whack. Like, have your own. Don't let, like, if, if somebody could be like, oh, well, I'm not giving you money to do this. All right. Well, I have my money to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have, I have, for me, a lot of my views just basically stem from, you know, being raised by my mother. I was raised in a single mother. Uh, my, my mom was a single mom. So, a lot of things that you know I saw her go through is just like okay, like this isn't this is wrong. This shouldn't be like this. This shouldn't be like this. And even with my homegirls, seeing what they go through is just like okay, you know you deserve better, but you're you're dealing with this. Like come on now, you know. Oh. So that's what shapes a lot of my perspective on things when it comes to you know interactions with men and women. And control is definitely one of those things I'm passionate about like don't let nobody control you based based on money like that's that's mm -mm. right kennedy have you had any experiences where that where a man may have thought that like he owned you or because he was paying for this or providing that that he had every right to have the access to you hell no Okay. Kenny, she don't she don't pay mess from (laughs) nobody okay kennedy do not play that (laughs) I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. I have never dealt with that. But also to be like fully transparent, I ain't really ever date a nigga that had just bread out the ass. Mm. You know, like a lot of my exes, not that there have been a lot, but, you know, my exes, <laughs> <laughs> um, they they didn't have like money to just be blowing. So yeah. they were never doing that. I've always had my own money Simple. always okay. so I've never needed from a man just yeah. never I feel the same way too because even like growing up my dad always said like what like what you were saying Prince is like you should always have your own and like my dad would even say like when you pull up to a date always have your own money vex, to make vex, sure that you vex can pay money, for the man, date. need that yeah because yeah. like I, I've had situations where like I've gone on the date and he'd be like Oh, tick, movie ticket for one, please. And it's like, Ew. on the first, wait, on the first date? I think it was either the first or second date. I was like in high school, but you know, actually, let, let me not even put a timeline on it because I've had those same kind of situations as a grown woman. So it's like, oh, no. it, just, it just depends, it depends yeah. on what kind of man you're dealing with. But yeah, yeah. I, I remember that was my first experience of, wow. Like I'm, I remember I came home and told my dad, I was like, yeah, this guy asked me on a date. We went to the movies, but he pulled up to the window and said, one ticket, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have I would have I would have blocked him expeditiously. Right. Like, that's that's just, what I should have known. That's what I should have known. I, I think know. I think I think also you said like one of the red flags with the uh the first date thing. Um yeah. and I know this is something that's been talked about, but I just feel like as a man, if you're trying to impress a woman, why would you ask her to go half on the first date? Especially, right. especially if you asked her, you feel right. me? Like, if I know that I've been looking at this girl's Instagram for mad long and I finally got the courage to write her and you know she agreed to go out with me, why would I do anything to jeopardize me, you know, getting next to Because at the end of the day, you have a you have a mission you want to accomplish, whether it's, you know, you want to eventually be her man or you 
You know what I'm saying? You trying to have an entanglement for the summertime. You feel me? Whatever it is you're trying to do, you have a certain mission. So why would you do anything to, you know, stop that? I personally feel like if 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 you ask on the first day, if you ask a woman out on the first day, you have to pay. And even if you don't ask her, I, I that's this it's how still I, crazy. It's yeah, crazy. this is that's how I operate. That's how yeah. I, you know, when I was single, that's how I would operate. I'm not asking you to come out of pocket. Right. You understand? It just it just doesn't. It doesn't feel right, you know. What works for certain people works for certain people, but I just don't think you should be, or even put a woman in a position where she has to fake like she's getting. I think that's. I, I hate that. Like, don't fake like you. You gonna get the no. Don't do that. Uh, so okay, well let me clarify. I don't do that on the first date, but the okay. second date I'm gonna be like, oh, are you sure? You sure? Okay. <laughs> okay. And I feel like I say this all the time, but like that conversation right there is actually the premise of why Bonnie and Zeroax even started. Mm -hmm. Because I remember I had tweeted something about um, like paying on the first date. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was just saying like, you know, like I, I that's the expectation. That's the standard that has been set for me, um, for my dad. And so guys on the timeline were just coming for me. They're like, yo, you're a privileged, spoiled brat. How could you say that? There's nothing wrong with you coming out of pocket and you paying too. And I'm like- Yeah, that's the insecurity. That's the insecurity jumping out. Yeah. And I, I just- a lot of things jumping out. That's the brokenness coming out. Right. That's the unemployment jumping out. Okay. There's right. a lot of things jumping out. Because my thing is like, and I, I wrote it, I wrote it the other day. I'm just like, if you are not interested in dating somebody, why are you so mad at their preferences in terms of like, right. you know, certain treatment? Like it's certain women that's like, listen, I'm not dating a man that don't have a car. Right. Like and that's just, all the, the niggas who walk what's up. Wrong, what's wrong upset. with, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, oh, what's wrong with me if I don't have a car? That that don't mean nothing. It's, it does yeah. because you have certain standards and, and you want them met. So why can't, you know, as a woman, why can't she have her standards met? Right. I just, I, I just be laughing because. I'm trying just, to figure out when yeah. dates changed and like niggas feel like they even have room to expect a woman to be paying on a first date. That doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, that's weird. That's very weird to me. Just when did that shift happen where we are even having this conversation? If someone asks you on a date, you should expect that person to yeah. pay. Have that's you, it. I feel, like, I feel like it was in this digital era because I don't recall anything prior. <laughs> I mean, I'm also 27, so mm -hmm. I only have been dating for what? 10 years in my life mm -hmm. but i just i feel like everything is heightened because of social media you have people spewing their own ideas and their own opinions on what they think is a protocol for dating etiquette and yeah, that's why people that's rallying why, around it and they're like yeah i agree you know so that's why i was just like whatever works for you works for you but also yeah. it's also not by force like you don't have to date if you if you don't have it like that not saying you're not deserving of love or you're not deserving of companionship but I feel like it would be less stressful if, you know, you don't have it like that. Just hold it down. Stay down till you come up. And when you come up, and I'm not saying you have to have $100,000, but at least you're interested in somebody, take them out. Let them have a good time. Well, some people are like, well, while we can't have a date in the house, like, I don't know you like that for you to be. That's how people get robbed. You want right. to invite everybody to your house. Everybody know where you live. And then when you get robbed, it's, 
I can't trust nobody, same. Right. Like, come on. Seriously. And let that be a something for the ladies to hear too. Listen, yeah, like, please do not invite these niggas into your homes. Okay. <laughs> not Give on the first the date, at least. Like that's yeah. yeah, maybe after like the third or fourth time. It's not in the first month. Okay. I let you I need to see who are your friends? Where do you be at? What do you be yeah. around? What do you mm-hmm. do? How do you make your own bread? Like, are you good? Or are you in need of something? I don't need no nigga in my house in need. Period. Right. For nothing. Right. Because we got a homeless man up in your crib. No, period. No, yeah, that's just, and, and that's just me. Like, I'm naturally just not trusting. So it's just like, yeah. if I'm really interested in you, I'm not the first place. Um, I'm not going to invite you to my house on the first, like, you know. That's just mad weird to me. I'm just, I don't I don't know who you know. I don't know, you know. It's just too much. Yeah. I'm going to say this though, Prince, because you said this and I thought about um, what I'm about to say. You were talking about how if a man is just like not where he need to be financially mm-hmm. or whatever, just like chill out on the date type shit right now, mm-hmm. right? And my thing is like, maybe get creative. Like do right. some shit that doesn't cost money. That too, yeah. We could take a nice, beautiful walk. You know what I'm saying? Like there are mm-hmm. things that we can enjoy that don't require a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure you got five dollars on you. We could do some five dollars. Get us a nice little ice cream or something. Yeah. But do you think that's a challenge of the ego then at that point? It's a challenge of the ego and the mind. It requires you to use your brain. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a sense of laziness that comes with some of the men who approach me because they don't want to think outside the box. They want to do the basic shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm okay with the basic shit too, but just in regards to like where we are today with this pandemic, you know, people want to see me and I'm like, bro, I'm not letting anybody in my house right now. So I'm not doing that. And I don't feel comfortable going to your house. So if we're going to hang, we have to do something else. Mm -hmm. Come up with something. People don't want to think though. But do you feel like, do you feel like, you know, you could also suggest something as well? Or do you feel like since it's, you know, the first interaction, the man should, you know, be, take more initiative? Prince, I could absolutely suggest something. But okay. I suggest something the first time, I'll be suggesting something for the rest of my damn life. Mm. You, I got to see if okay. he is capable of doing that shit on his own. If you are the one who is looking to date me, if you have come to me first, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do expect you to, you know, already have thought about this stuff. I'm not going to be like, you don't get to be like, oh, I want to date you. And not that that's what niggas be saying. I don't be like, oh, I want to date you. But, you right. know, whatever. No, I agree. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Just like think about it. That's also way more attractive when a man right. is taking the time to think of some shit for y'all to do. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, that's cute. Exactly. And it, that's what, um, you know, uh, the taking initiative aspect is all about, too. Like, yep. I feel like a lot of men aren't taking the initiative. Like you said, there, there's a sense of laziness. There's this this idea of like, oh, OK, well, you know, if she's about it, then like we could do that. But yeah. like, you know, like, no, I'm not going to say no one. But I mm-hmm. feel like it's very seldom that we we experience or we see men going above and beyond to yeah. to court and and take care of their woman and mm-hmm. and i don't say take care of in the sense of like you know she's a damsel in distress and right she's provided for just the fact that like you know it's it's the little things it's it's the attention to detail right. it's you know reminding her even if you are five months five years 50 years in a relationship that she still is a priority to you mm-hmm. yeah you know? and i just i just want to give a little psa this is for women that you know as a man you actually feel like she's worth it because you know i know some guys some guys don't like the women who 
say, oh, well, a guy should do this, a guy should do that, a guy should do this. And she don't bring nothing to the table as well. Like she's just, you know, she's asking for things she can't reciprocate. Like women that be like, oh, I need my man to have all this money. I need, he got to have a car, but she don't have any of that. You know, I think a lot of guys pushback comes from women who don't really have their own and are demanding things of men. I think that's where a lot of, you know, uh, the disconnect comes in as well. Is it a demand or is it a preference? Because um, I think that you're allowed to want maybe someone to be a partner to you that has more than what you have. I think mm -hmm. a lot of women look for men who can bring something to them that they don't already have. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I just feel like if you don't have anything... I get what you're saying. Yeah, you shouldn't be trying to clown somebody who may not have it and you don't have it either. I'm always, for me, and I always tell my bros this, like, I, I, I like to think I hang out with, you know, guys who have things going for themselves. All of my, my close friends, at least, are very well educated, very well employed, and it's just like, you shouldn't date anybody who is not on your level. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't date somebody who's going to be a liability to you. You have to date somebody who's going to be an asset, somebody who is going to add to what you have, somebody who's going to compliment you. Like, I don't think you should be dealing with somebody who doesn't bring that to you. That's just, that's just me. That's just how I see it. And for me, I've always prided myself on, you know, dating somebody who isn't super needy or doesn't have anything but has expects me to have everything so mm -hmm. that's that's how i see it no that, that's real uh, and i think that says a lot about you know being equally yoked as mm -hmm. well um because i what i think my biggest pain point is trying to figure out like you know me identifying what my standard is and what it is that i'm looking for from a person mm -hmm. but also making sure that like you know i'm i'm good in my sense too like like you were saying like I, i'm not a woman who doesn't bring anything to the table. I know yeah, that I'm not to the table. Most definitely. But, but it's like, you know, at what point can I re request, ask, whatever of a man if mm -hmm. I don't have that yet? Like, I, I guess it's like this, the, the simple example of like, okay, I mean, I drive, but I don't have a car, but and, and like, what if my, my non-negotiable is like, oh, I need a man with a car. And that, there's and, nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you drive, or you you're used to being driven around and that's your standard then cool but i'm talking about like more extreme like some some women be well i can't date this whole be some own thing let's 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 that whole be some own thing to happen oh i don't like a guy that works a nine to five like bro well let's be let's be specific about what she said mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. asked her a question about the type of men that she wants to date and she mm -hmm. said she wants a man who would understand her lifestyle so mm -hmm. she wanted somebody who was not a nine to fiver because she felt mm -hmm. like they would not be able to um they wouldn't they wouldn't understand her lifestyle which is not a nine to five situation mm -hmm. i think when you add more context to it it makes sense like you want somebody who you feel like you can connect with who will understand your work schedule and your work ethic and you know all the things that come with it i don't mm -hmm. think that i don't think that was um but i think i think i think the the pushback came because people people felt like well you, she made a generalization in terms of like a nine to five person wouldn't understand when 
you know, it's like, all right, you you have your business. Because I'm sure there's entrepreneurs who date people who aren't entrepreneurs. And it works perfectly fine. So yeah. I feel like I feel like that's where the pushback came in. So just to, like, you know, bring it to what we were talking about or just from a guy's perspective, it's just like I wouldn't – I would feel I – would, I would feel some type of way if somebody I was interested was, like, you need to have this certain type of money to deal with me and you don't have – anything close to that like i just but, like, but but she wasn't even talking about that. oh no no yeah, that's what i'm saying like i, I don't i'm not i don't want to okay so outside of the beast mode situation yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was, outside of that mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of guys you know their frustration comes when it's just like well you don't have up to half of what you're asking for so how are you how are you clowning me for it you know not saying that you know women should settle but it's just like don't ask. Don't say you need somebody who makes ten million and you don't even make ten thousand. Mm-hmm. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, Kennedy, what you what you brought up is a good point and it actually is a fresh perspective because I I will say that I was thinking along the same lines as like Prince of like, okay, how can you sit here and you know make a generalized mm-hmm. statement? But you're right. Like she, it's that's not what that she's, yeah, that's what she's used to. Yeah. That's what, exactly. It's her lifestyle. She's looking for someone to be equally yoked. That's just it. Like her, so That's it. I, 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 I think people were focusing on the nine to five. The nine to five. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And associating that to like money. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't think she was talking about money. I think she was talking about mentality and, yeah. and just an understanding definitely. that she was looking for. And I get that. Right. Get so that. there was, there was this tweet that I saw the other day. I think I posted on my story yesterday where it was like, there are two type of men in the world. <laughs> and it a I got you man and the second one is a yeah you need to take care of that type of man yeah. so Prince, I'm gonna start with you uh, <laughs> you number one or number two what is it okay so I'm and how do you very, the one that you are not I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very honest um I'm definitely the you know I want to be able to fix all my ladies problems I know you know, realistically, I won't be able to, but for the most part, if she needs something done, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure I can try to get it done. Um, I never, right. want, yeah, I never want my woman to, for me, it, 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 it's just two things. It's how I was raised, half how I was raised and half ego, half how I was raised because, you know, my mom just instilled in me that if you're going to if you're going to be in a relationship or you're going to be the head of a household one day, then you have to be somebody that your wife can look to. She shouldn't have to look to somebody else. And then I say half ego because I don't want my lady asking the next man how does she need help for something. Like, how that make me look in, in, in these streets? Like, that's just no. That's that's a no for me. That's a that's a big no for me. So if if my lady is down and she needs something, then... 100% like I got you or babe you know I have this inconvenience like I'm not gonna be like damn that's crazy like what you gonna do about that you know obviously if it's something out of my control then I mean it's out of my control but for the most part I'm looking for ways to step in um because right. I mean we're, we're not looking for miracle workers like we yeah have- not at all this is going to be well versed in everything but like you said by any means necessary making yeah, sure yeah have to have to or try to alleviate any kind of pressure or you know anything that's going wrong in her life so mm-hmm. yeah that is most definitely so that's just and for the guys that that are the you know the number two guys i think 
I think it's just like, yo, you can't you can't be surprised if she's out here asking other people for help. Cause I know some guys have that issue. Like, you know, I don't want my lady asking anybody else for anything, but it's just like, if you can't, then like, should she suffer? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying step out on your relationship. I'm not condoning cheating. I'm not condoning disrespecting your relationship, but if it's something that's of dire need and she gets it from one of her bros, you can't be mad because you didn't, you, you you couldn't show and prove, and sometimes it happens. But if it's a if yeah. it's a consistent thing, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, let me challenge that thought. Just playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. What if it's not something that's necessary? So it's like, for example, I mean, we can just go back to dates. So say mm-hmm. your man isn't, you know, taking you out. He's not paying attention to you, but this man is in your DMs, like. You know, okay, wanna, so wanna, is it is it is it place. are you in a relationship or are y'all just talking? I need context. <laughs> That's great context. I was gonna say in a relationship because I I would think that you know if you are willing to step in and help with whatever is necessary mm-hmm. and you are one of two of those men, mm-hmm. more likely you are more invested and you're gonna handle mm-hmm. the situation because you are invested in this person. You're in a relationship with this person. Definitely. But I, I, obviously, I'm not saying I condone cheating or stepping out or anything Of course, like that, of course, of it, course. It's that, that sticky, it's that, that weird sticky situation of like, your man isn't doing this for you, but you have somebody who's willing to step in and, and do that. So well, it's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be very honest. And I, that your man gets it together. Like, yeah, <laughs> I tell my bros, I tell my bros all the time, like what you won't do the next man is going to do and do it well. So you have to, you have to, you have to, and I think dates are very, very important part of relationships. Like if you're not going out on dates, it's just like, nobody wants to be in a crib all day. You feel me? Nobody wants to, to be cooped up. So it's just like my advice in that situation is talk it out. If things don't change and you re- realize that your words are falling on deaf ears, then leave. You understand? Like, go dub that person and then go with the person who's been giving you the energy that you've been looking for. You know? Wow. Prince said, get that bread, get that head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, if I'm expressing to you, hey, this is what I want, this is what I like, and you just, ignoring me it's like all right right i'm out of here and i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna live my life the way i need it to be lived and if you can't handle that then that's on you right yeah kennedy so i want i you've been i mean you haven't been silent but i want you to jump in here um i want you to talk about your experience with your ex and and any moments where you may have felt like he have had fallen short and moments where you felt like he stepped up and did what he needed to do Yikes. Okay, I don't want to put it all on him. Let's okay. say okay. all fair. my exes. We appreciate okay? it. Transparent queen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all, yeah. all of my exes combined, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very communicative person. So if I feel like something's lacking or I need more of something, I'm letting them know. Because I want to give you the opportunity to give it to me. I want you to fix this, amend this, whatever. Wherever we are in our relationship, I need to be able to know that if I tell you, listen, I need something and I'm not receiving it from you, 
um, I need to see that he's willing to make that change. And if he can't, then we are no longer going to stay in a relationship. And I've definitely been in a relationship before where I was with someone who I felt like was not, um, like we were not having intelligent, stimulating conversations. Mm. And I would express that to him all the time. And, you know, eventually I ended up connecting with somebody else, a, a homeboy who I was talking to all the time, which I didn't even realize, like, damn, I would get off the phone with my boyfriend and then me and him would get on the phone. And everything that I wasn't getting with my boyfriend, I started getting with this friend of mine. Um, and so it's like I started looking for that out of my friendship with my guy friend. And, you know, I came back into my relationship like, listen, I realized that I enjoy talking to this person more than you. You oh, told him that? Oh, I told him that, Jack. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was the truth. It was, I was trying to be as honest as possible because, oh, I mean, Wow. I, I it, to me it was really important that that changed. Like I needed that to change. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you something because if this doesn't change, I don't know if I can stay in this relationship. Mm. And um he he still couldn't get it. He still wow. it still didn't happen. Mm. Now to to play devil's advocate. Mm. Did you know that when you signed up though? Mm. I did, you know what? I did not need that when I signed up. Mm, okay. Mm, okay. I was in a different part of my life. We were in a relationship for years. So who okay. I was then was not who I was when it ended. Right. When it ended, I had seen new things, been new places. I'm an I'm a evolved person. I was growing Definitely. and I felt like he wasn't. And he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it's fair to look at your relationship and say, look. There are things that I need that I didn't need before. And I know that that shit mm. might be new to you. And it, it'll take you a second to like, you know, digest that shit. But you're going to have to because this is what I need for me. No, and that's, that's powerful. That's just it. I'm going to be honest. I think what you said was was very important. And I feel like women definitely being honest like that in your relationship is it's very healthy and yeah. you know sometimes you gotta bruise bruise the ego to yeah. have every because i'm not gonna lie i remember i had a conversation uh with my lady one time and she like i noticed she was being a little distant so i'm like yo like you know what's going on and she just read me for filth like <laughs> Not in a disrespectful way, but you know, some people say some things and it just like every word was just hitting like a bullet. Yeah, open your yeah. eyes up. Oh my God. And I'm just like, oh, I got to get my shit together. Couldn't be mad at it, right? <laughs> like, sure. and I, it hurt. I'm not going to lie. Like, because as men, like, you know, certain things that certain women say will really like hurt your ego, but you have to understand that it is not meant to hurt you but it is meant to better the relationship sometimes you have you have to give up the the i for we in the relationship and she didn't tell me that to hurt my feelings she didn't you know tell me those things to hurt me she told me them because she wanted us to be better as a couple and i i totally respected it and i feel like when your partner expresses something to you and that's definitely something that i'm still learning as well because 
you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not, you know, the perfect boyfriend. I'm still learning. I still have my my flaws. But you have to listen to your partner when they express very specific things because down the line, it puts a strain on the relationship when you don't listen. Right. And the little things eventually turn into big things and then you can't fix it. So I think what you, what you definitely told him that, you know, it should have, you know, some bells should have been ringing. Some alarm should have went off in his head. Like, listen, if I don't get my shit together, like I'm going to lose this woman. And, you know, for some people it resonates and for other people it doesn't, you know, but that shit could have resonated and he still maybe just could not give me what I wanted because maybe that's exactly. not something he could provide me with. Simple. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. That's okay too. I would rather know that I shouldn't look forward to this out of this individual and know mm-hmm. that then, then wait 15 years down the line and be miserable because exactly. I'm holding on to the possibility of you know getting what I want. Exactly. Nah. I agree. Now, Kennedy, can you um, name a time where like there was a, a really beautiful gesture from a significant other or, you know, somebody that you were dating that like really resonated with you and kind of just really like change your perspective on how you should be treated as a woman overall? Um, yeah, I don't think there was ever any one gesture, but I think it's just the way that I was being loved. It was just a very unconditional um, you know, just fully transparent, like love where there was no expectations. It was just, I literally love you just mm. as who you are. And I was getting that reminder regularly in different ways. So the gesture was in his actions and, and the way that he looked at me and in the way that he spoke to me in the morning, like it, it was more about just our, our day to day, that shit. I felt it and I knew that, you know, although this relationship may not last forever, I am so grateful for it because I am learning more about myself and how I want to be loved. I want to feel like this when I'm in a relationship. I like feeling like my man feels like he's the luckiest person in the world. Like mm-hmm. I need that feeling. I love that shit. It's affirming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's a different type of love. And so I think that and like, you know, little things, <clears throat> paying attention to detail and like just being very attentive. These are things that I look for out of just people in my life, not even just romantically, just with my friendships too. It's like, you know, I want to be around people who genuinely want to see me happy and like enjoy me being happy. Um, they mm-hmm. don't they don't take it as a personal attack against them or like they've right. lo- missed out on something because they are not experiencing the same moment. I like to be around people who like to see me doing good. That's a different type of feeling. Absolutely. I 1,000% agree with you. Mm-hmm. Now, Prince, you, is there mm-hmm. a moment that you, you had while dating or maybe it was with your woman um, mm-hmm. you realized, like, yeah, this is this is the standard. This is how I want to be treated going mm-hmm. forward. Is there a standout um, moment or, or gesture or action for you? Yeah, for me, there was a time where I was just, you know, I was feeling pretty down on myself because I'm just, I'm my biggest critic. I'm always in my head. I'm always overthinking. So sometimes I put myself in bad moods. And around this time is when I really started like, you know, going to the gym heavy and working on my body and just, you know, that was my outlet. Um, 
but I needed workout gloves at the time. And I just said, okay, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. And I just never got around to getting them. So one time my lady came over and she said, oh, I got some like, What's what you have? So not only did she get the workout gloves, she had my favorite snacks. And then she made like a jar for me with like encouraging words and, you know, just like mad different stuff inside the jar that just made me like, wow, like this woman really like pays attention and she really like cares about, you know, cares about me. And for me, like that, those are my, like my love languages definitely are like, you know, acts of service, uh, words of affirmation. Like I'm big on words, like I'm big on encouragement. Sometimes I like, I'm the friend that everybody comes to, but when I need somebody to like, really like, vent to I don't really you know talk to a lot of people like that I'm not really trusting of a lot of people so for her you know she's my best friend like that's really my best friend and (laughs) so her doing that it really like it really I never had anybody do anything like that for me before and it was just like wow like and it was it wasn't my birthday it wasn't Valentine's Day it wasn't and it was just, it was, yo, it was a just because gift, yeah. Just because, and that's why, like, she gives whatever for me. Like, I just, I will really go above and beyond. Would you say she gets whatever she wants from you? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What you said. She gets just, whatever. Just whatever. Like, I, I, just really appreciate who she is as a person, and she understands me. I understand her, and her doing that was really like, wow. Like, I'm still like. Like even when I think about it now, it's just like wow, like she really did that. That was that was like when did you have time to do this? When did you do that? <laughs> I will say women are amazing gift givers. No, I'm and 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 it's crazy because so- that's the narrative that women aren't good gift givers. But I mean, I can't relate. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're thoughtful. We pay attention to detail. It's Heavy. it's like those little things. And I I mean, I guess it depends on like what kind of value people place on gifts, but that's a, that's a very thoughtful, probably inexpensive gift. But it's like, if you were the person who thinks that a Rolex is like a top tier gift and it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, like, you know, obviously it's just not, it's not weighted the same, but I am personally a thoughtful Mm -hmm. gift giver. I love thoughtful gifts. I love the little, the notes of you heard me say that like my favorite snack is X and next thing you know, you show up with that I was gonna say, um, I don't think a lot of men like to admit that they need words of affirmation. Oh, yeah, that's I, big. That's big. Love, that's it. Oh yeah. my god, they that's need big. it. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a super like pumper upper because I don't require it, but mm. I, I recognize that literally every man I've dated, they love that shit. Yeah, like they love it. It does something to them. It's a, it's a little ego stroke. It's yeah. like, it is a little ego Definitely. stroke. But it's like you get an ego stroke and a little something. something. Uh, like, <laughs> all the yeah. I mean, I think I think for me too, like because I'm so like deep in my faith. I think like you know that was also when I was when I was single and I was you know praying towards the type of woman I wanted, I, I, I asked God, like, I, I wanted a woman who, you know, I could pray with or a woman that can, you know, understand my spiritual life. And we can, just like you said, um, Kennedy, you needed somebody to have those 
stimulating conversations with me like I'm super big on you know the spiritual conversations and understanding well this happened because of this why did this happen this happened or you're around this person that's why this is happening and she's just when when I when I was praying towards it it was just like that's the type of woman I want you know what I'm saying like I needed that person who I could connect with on a spiritual level as well as a physical level as well so wow so you pray for your lady Oh yeah, definitely. Dang, definitely. I need to get out my prayer book. Yeah, that, I tell people you have to be specific in your prayers. Like you can't just be like, "I want a good woman," like or "I want a good man." Like, be specific. Like, I've been specific yeah. for the last four five years. Listen, well, listen. Sometimes, sometimes it's not calm. <laughs> God is taking his time, Kennedy. Yeah, definitely. You, 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 you're definitely, uh, you're, you're definitely very special so he wants to make sure he he wants somebody that's gonna okay i need somebody who's going to treat this special woman in a special way Uh perfect so do you do you all think that love can be conditional Explain to me the difference between conditional and unconditional love because i saw a tweet about this yesterday yeah i think I think with unconditional love, it's like, I'm going to love you no matter what. And I think that's the type of love our parents have for us. I think with relationships, depending on the type of person you are, it can be unconditional. But I'll be honest with you. I think love is conditional. It just sure off, is. Off yep. the strength of, if, oh, you, if, you, if, you, was like, if you cheat on me, it's clipped. Like... <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. If, if if and I know for most women, if they man cheat on them, it's over. Like there's nothing. If you hit me, if you do anything outside the realms of this relationship, it's done, and and I'm not gonna feel the same way. If you lie to me, it's not gonna be the same. But if I lie to my mom right now, it's not gonna change the love she has. Right. Right. Yeah, right. but I think I think it can be unconditional because some people just like to look past everything like i'm gonna tell you something i've been in an unconditional loving relationship on Mm. his end not for Mm. me it was Mm. conditional for me yeah i think it depends so but yeah i think that's why it was really confusing for him that i I wasn't wanting to continue the relationship because it's like how could you not want to like we're supposed to be doing this no matter what Mm -hmm. it's like i didn't sign up for that i didn't tell you that Right. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's so good, Kennedy, because I, I literally, I can relate to the same thing. I just remember having countless arguments and it was like, well, you, you're a quitter. Like, I'm I'm in it for the long haul. And it's like, but what we're dealing with right now is traumatizing. Right, like, right. Like, that's, and, and I think the, and that's a great explanation that you made, Prince, because I think the conditional aspect comes from, like, just setting your own standard. Yes. Like, what you're Heavy. Tolerate and not tolerate. You don't Heavy. have to tolerate bad behavior or dishonesty or whatever the case may be. You don't have to tolerate that. Nobody, mm-hmm. that's, that's not ultimate relationship goals to right. be like, oh, well, you know, my man cheated on me six times, but you know what? I'm going to stay. Or, yeah. oh, my wife has a pornography addiction, but, you know, it makes me uncomfortable and mm-hmm. I'm going to stay, because, you know, like, right. but I, I will say, I think the, I think the unconditionalness of love probably builds after time. Yes. Like I, I, I would say, maybe like I, I mean, like, you can't put time frames on anything, but I would say, you know, if you're in a, a like a long term domestic partnership with somebody or a long term marriage, just like at that point, you invested so much time and energy mm-hmm. into this person yeah. that no matter what, you're like, you know what, we gonna we gonna make it work. But if mm-hmm. you are 
in a in a relationship or a short term relationship, a situationship, an entanglement, mm-hmm. there you don't you don't owe anyone anything at and all. You, there's no contract. There's nothing that says that you are legally bound to this person or the situation. You mm-hmm. did, like you can get up and leave when you want to and when when you need to. And I think that's the liberating part of it all. Yeah, I think I think some people. You know, also, and I'll, I'll speak for myself as well on that. Like, I am a big, you know, well, in my last in my last relationship, I was a big like, you know, I'll give the benefit of the doubt. I'll give the benefit of the doubt, and I think sometimes that falls into the unconditional love um, standard too. Because if you really in this and you really want to look past everything, you're gonna give them the benefit of the doubt based on their actions. Well, oh, you know, well, they're going through this. That's why they they did this. And you start rationalizing, you start making excuses. And it's just like, sometimes it can it can be toxic. It can be yeah. very toxic. Yeah. That whole ride or die mentality. Like, that is you such know, a toxic it, it is like, my mom, please don't die for anybody. You cannot be dying for people. Don't die for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like my mom right. was just big on that. Like there's no that ride or die thing is that or or we've been through ups and downs. Like I would never write a appreciative post to my about my lady saying, Yeah, we've had ups and downs and we got through it. No, nah, I'm never I would, that's just mad it's embarrassing. Right. Yeah, that's right. mad embarrassing to me. Like Cheating is not part of ups and downs. No, Abuse is not, not part of ups and downs. Down. Yeah, yeah, that's disrespect. That's just right. big disrespect. So, um, yeah, it's just you have to be careful with how you um, say, I mean, how you give people the benefit of the doubt because it can lead to you staying in a situation longer than you're supposed to. Yeah, I think that expectation for people to stay in relationships, if I'm with someone and they have an expectation for me to stay around through thick and thin type shit, or they do some disrespectful shit and I'm just supposed to stay, that's one of them red flags. Like, oh, you don't recognize that this could be over. Like, you Mm -hmm. don't, Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't know the weight of this. Like, I can and will leave. Um, And you, I'm, your actions is what's going to decide that. I agree. 100%. Speaking of getting up and leaving when you want to, I want to dive into like business aspects and like workplace, um, mm. you know, red flags and green flags. So mm-hmm. what I did when I took the survey amongst my group, there were way more red flags about business and work than there were green flags, but mm-hmm. I'll just go through it. So um, a red flag could be, you know, the, your team members or whoever you're part, partnering with, they just want to make money, but they're not willing to take any risks. Mm. Um, not listening to your consumers or your team members. Major, sure. major, major. Mm-hmm. You start the business for the wrong reason. You know, you really just started it because you just wanted to make profit. Yeah. Or you wanted, you wanted to become a YouTuber because you just wanted to make money. But, you know, you're not really passionate about the topic that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your colleagues talk poorly about one another, which creates a toxic, hostile work environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have difficulty negotiating your worth, whether it's your salary, your compensation, just having a seat at the table. The fact that you are trying to constantly advocate for yourself and it's just not being valued. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the team or the company has a high turnover rate. And then also uh, that the company has little to no upward mobility. Um, but I will say one green green flag that was highlighted was that your business partner um, highlights your strong points and allows you to take ownership over that. So they're they're empowering you to to flourish in whatever aspect it is that you care about that you're great at. Mm. What have you? 
But yeah, let's talk a little bit about like maybe I would let's start with the workforce. Um, I mean, I where where I work obviously is no surprise. I have it in my bio, but I know there were a lot of moments where I kind of felt like this is a toxic workplace because all everyone does is just develop trauma bonds, like I was saying in the beginning of the episode, and mm-hmm. just talk so much shit about how they are not happy where they are. Yeah. And it's 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 taxing it's emotionally taxing, especially because it's like if you aren't satisfied or happy with your workplace or what you're doing at work, you're going to be depressed. You're going, you're going to be down and out. You're not going to look forward to, to being in this organization or being in this place where you spend, whether or not we want to accept it, probably 70% of your time. Mm -hmm. Because before COVID, we were going into these offices, working nine to five or whatever your hours were. Mm -hmm. And then you and at least living in New York City, spending an hour maybe traveling home just to eat dinner late at night, just to go to bed and wake up doing it all over again for five wow. days. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy, but it's like, it's just this concept of like, okay, when is it, when, when is something a huge red flag in the workplace where you're like, okay, I need to, I really need to step away from this. Like, especially, you know, if you're, you're, you're nine to five or whatever type of job you're working is providing for your lifestyle. Like when is it the right time to walk away and just say F the money? Like I need to protect my peace and my sanity. Can I start? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me say something because I feel like one thing that recently I've had to correct with folks is this sense of like, they're doing me a favor or that I should just be happy with what I'm being offered. Um, You know, if I'm asking a question, it's almost like, well, aren't you excited for this, you know, offer that we're giving you? This is not about whether or not I'm excited. This is a business relationship. So I'm trying to establish what is being asked of me from the business aspect. And we will get that straightened out before there's any of this kikiing going on, because I don't need you to confuse the nature of our relationship. We're not friends. We are, we're working together. And, you know, as excited as you can be for, you know, whatever position you're being offered, you have to make sure you establish what relationship you actually have with these people. It is work related. You're not doing this shit for free. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming in here to help you out. I'm coming in here to do the work that is required and make my money. This is to establish a livelihood for myself. So I think one of the red flags for me in the beginning is when I feel like that is um, that's kind of taken as a joke. It's it's almost like you, you don't. I don't know what the word is for it, but it's just annoying as fuck. Like, you know, I'm here to work. You're not doing me a favor by offering me this work. You know, I am capable of doing this job and that's why I was hired. And you're going to make sure you pay me on time. That's it. That's one of my red flags. Another red flag is just the sunning. I don't like that, you know, patting me on the head type energy. Um, Give me an example. What do you mean? Um... Okay, so it'll be like little slick shit. Like if I'm in conversation with someone, they'll be like, well, Kennedy, I don't know if you understand, but you know, typically when we do this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, of course I understand. You found me and asked me to come here based off the strength of my understanding. I would not be in this room if I did not understand. So the way, the tone and the way that things are worded, um, you know, I, I pay attention to that type of shit a lot from people who are quote unquote above me or who are supposed to be my quote unquote boss. Because if you look at me like I'm a, you know, a little bitch, not a big bitch, you're going to treat me like that. 
and and I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time for that. You know, I got to walk in with big bitch energy, right. just to make sure we're all clear. Because then if I come in and I have something to say about something, the way that you approach that conversation has to be met. We have to be looked at as equals, not like mm. I am your son. Right. Definitely. What about you, um, I definitely resonate with your point of working, coming home, eating late, and then just to go back and do it again. It's just like, it's tough. And sometimes I feel like a big red flag also with, you know, in the workplace at least is competence, incompetence from your higher ups. Like if the higher ups are incompetent, then it's just like, yeah, I'm not gonna be here past a year. I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna get my coin, save and be up out of here because I'm essentially on a sinking ship going nowhere fast. Exactly. And, and that's just that's just um not it for me. Um I also feel like a red flag in the in the workplace is um coworker responsibility as well. If I feel like they're not being held responsible for their, you know, mess ups as well, that's mm-hmm. that's strange to me because it's just like how can we be building something and you're not holding your your workers accountable? And that's just on the, you know, nine to five tip on the on the business aspect of things. I think when doing business for me, at least with certain people, I'm going to go with the the um, party scene. I actually, you know, fell back from hosting parties just because. I felt like I was too accessible. I felt like I was always on the scene. And um, if it didn't make sense to me, it was just like, that's a red flag for me. If it's, if, what is what is your party bringing for the culture, number one? Because I'm big on spreading, you know, the culture for the people that are listening that may not know I am, you know, I'm Nigerian. So my big thing is, you know, spreading the culture, you know, showing people that, you know, the culture is here. It's here to stay. And we have a beautiful, rich culture. So it's just like, if what I'm promoting or what you're promoting isn't in line with that, I'm not really going to do business with you. So I definitely told myself, you know, I'm not going to be in these clubs like that. Cause just the club atmosphere in itself is like, it can be very toxic. It can be very draining, especially if you're there every weekend. So I try to, once I see, you know, people reach out to me and it's just like, hey, yeah, this is what we're doing. It's just like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. That's not the type of time I'm on. Right. Uh, do you feel like there are any green flags that you've noticed and like both for both of you in either of your situations? Like you're like, oh, okay, you know, this is this will be a pleasant working environment slash experience. Uh, and what has that been for you? Um, green flags, I feel like in my with my hosting, it, it all starts from the email. Um, I have to see what type of vibe you're bringing. I know some people, I know when people are trying to shortchange me from the jump. I know when people are trying to get a discount from the jump. So I like when, you know, the second you write me, you're not asking me for a discount. You're telling me, hey, this is what, this is what we want. And, you know, how can you, how can we, you know, be the best people, the best clients we can be for you. And I, in turn, also be like, how can I be the best, you know, vendor for you? Because at the end of the day, I'm the one providing my service. So it has to be a mutual thing. 
some people will write me like, hey, you know, I don't have this kind of money, but what can you do for me? And it's just like, whoa, like you didn't ask me my name. You didn't tell me what the event you was trying to do. Like you just off the rip, like, you know, asking for discounts. So it's just like, for me, a green flag when doing business with people is just, you know, them being pleasant and them, you know, working with me with, you know, in terms of pricing or in just in terms of how they can make me comfortable. Absolutely. What about you, Kennedy? Um, yeah, I think that like initial offer um, yeah. for payment, like, you know, whenever I feel like I'm being, um, what's, the, what's the right word for this? Like shorthanded, like if yeah, they're offering something, yeah, shortchanged. If I feel like y'all are offering me money that just doesn't even make sense, I'm like, you haven't even done your homework. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, <laughs> but let's say someone, they do offer like, you know, what your rate is. Uh, I think just maintaining that energy of like respecting what it is that you do, mm-hmm. um, never asking for more than what they told you they were going to need. Cause I hate that, like slipping shit in that you didn't ask for type shit. Like, don't, I don't want to have to tell you this isn't in the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just like an attention to detail and like what it is that you asked for out of me and just keeping it there. Mm-hmm. I, and I just like good energy. Like, you know, if we're going to be working together, like you yes. said, Simone, about spending time, a lot of your time there, I'm seeing y'all more than I'm seeing my family. Mm-hmm. I need to know that I enjoy being around y'all. And if not, I am dipping. Simone, you know Simple. this very right. well. Right. I will leave. Right. So, <laughs> you know, the energy does have to be right. Even if it means I'm about to be in the office all day, I will do that too. I don't want to be in this type of environment. And that absolutely changes my interest in working with folks. You know, if I don't like being around you, we can't do this. Right, exactly. I I couldn't agree more. I I think for me, some green flags are the fact that like, you know, you're integrated into these these meeting rooms or these conversations or these strategy talks Mm -hmm. um, about the work that you're going to be doing. I know like in past experiences, you know, a lot of it was that I was being I didn't have a seat at the table, Mm -hmm. but the expectation was for me to to carry out this work that they all just talked about that I was going to do in this meeting. Like, and I mean, granted, like, you know, like I said, that's a red flag per se, but like a green flag is being integrated into that, is being able to have a seat at the table, is being considered, um, uh, you know, being considered in a part of that conversation and also being listened to, being heard. It it seems like so simple, but I don't know what it is about. Maybe, maybe it's these corporate spaces. I mean, it could be a corporate side. It could be agency side. I think it's just this concept of, you know, you working for someone else. I feel like people who are maybe above you, you're above your pay grade, don't really adhere to what their employees or their team members are really saying or what knowledge or insight they have. And like, much like what you were saying, Kennedy, they're making an assumption about what you're knowledge set is so they're like oh well you know yeah you may not understand or you may not be experienced like you, one you didn't ask me and two well you obviously know that i do have some sort of experience because you saw me as the talent you saw right. me as the resource you you came to me you wanted you wanted to you know make sure that you used my my level of expertise in whatever function this may be so you know i i just i think that there can be a lot there's a lot to be said about like just that inclusion aspect in the workplace mm-hmm. but I, I think I think that shit boils all the way down to power and ego. 
Of it's course. Sure of if you course. don't have that shit, then you're you're welcoming new ideas. You're welcoming right, new people's voices. Right. You don't care. It's like, listen, I want this out of my team. I want y'all to like right. blow up. I want to see us do well as a whole. So yeah, I welcome that shit. It's right. people who feel challenged, you know, because it's challenging their ego in some odd way and they don't want to hear you speak. That's what that shit is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can we talk a little bit about too, like negotiating your worth, like being yeah. able yeah. to to challenge any offers that you've been made, whether it's in like your your workspace or you know as creatives, because mm-hmm. both of y'all, I'm you know have been hired for contract based work. So how how are those conversations? I mean, you obviously don't have to share figures, but you know how are you pushing back and saying like, no, this is this is my rate. I'm firm on this. Also, are you willing to be flexible? And if you are flexible, how are you having those conversations with the people who are trying to hire you? I you could think, go. You could go, Kennedy. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I think that um, you you have to walk into that situation firm as fuck. You know, it can't. You can't be. Um, there is no playtime when it comes to discussing money because as soon as you give them that space, mm-hmm. I feel like they run with that shit. So <laughs> I walk in the door on some like, you know, just we can play later. Right yep. now we are discussing the yeah. right. right now right. we are discussing the business aspect, and it's very important that we we're clear on that, and everyone understands what it is that we're doing here. Because then when we do get started, the expectation should just be exactly what it is that we're talking about today. There should be mm. no no discussion about this. So for me, um, you know, I if I'm offered a certain amount of money, I always break it down by my time, the time that's being asked of me. Because I've been thrown a lot of money, and it seems like a lot of money because in a whole, it's it's a lot of money. But when I break it down and I think about how much time is being asked of me and over time, what does this look like daily? It ain't shit. Right. And so whenever you do, you know, when you're dealing with rates and wanting to make sure you're getting paid properly, break that shit down by how much time it's going to take you to do it. How many days are being asked of you to show up or hop on these calls or do A, B, C, or D? You know, what will it require out of you? And then always counter with at least 10 stacks more. Simple. I like I like the way you think. <laughs> um, I think I think definitely like like you said, knowing your worth is major. But I feel like a lot of people and I'm gonna go creative and then I'm gonna go to the workplace. So I'm gonna start with creatives. A lot of creatives, you know, very popular thing is to say is, you know, yeah, my price is up, my price went up, but you have to make sure that your work reflects that price mm-hmm. as well. For sure. You can't just, <laughs> yeah, you can't just say, oh, my price went up just because you you feeling yourself, like yeah, right? or you got like one feature, right? Um, right. Like, oh, like you my know, price up. <laughs> take it easy, like yeah. I always yeah. tell people, I always tell people, man, like make sure you are top notch at your craft. Like you have to study it. You have to live, breathe, eat, shit, sleep that craft before you can even tell people your price is up. Like then as you start climbing the ladder and working with certain people, you build this certain, you know, reputation for yourself. And that's that's what I that's what I pride myself on. You know, when I first started you know, my hosting um, craft, it was, I wasn't, I wasn't really charging because I didn't understand the business. I wasn't understanding what was going on, but 
you know, as I started working with management and I learned the business of it, it was like, okay, well, you're not going to pay me this because I know I'm worth this. And you're trying to get me to do like, like Kennedy said, like I had to break down how much time I'm actually, you know, taking to do this. It's just like, oh no, you gotta, you gotta put some respect on that. Like we got to add some more. So definitely as a creative, you have to work, work towards, you know, that place that you want to get to where you can charge a certain amount and then you can be good in terms of the workplace i oh, think wait, wait, wait. sorry i just want i want to pause on that really quick because i wanted to ask this since we're on the topic of creatives mm-hmm. what kind of work are you conducting or what kind of research are you conducting to identify mm-hmm. what your rates are like are you talking to friends are you googling it like i i think that's at least especially for me as mm-hmm. a creative, like trying to identify what my rate card would even look like. I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to start. For me, it's, for me, it's resume Um, in my certain, in my specific field, like it's resume and just like what you've done. Like, just like with the whole, you know, Monique thing in Netflix, like she was mad because she's a queen of comedy. I believe she's won, you know, some Emmys. I believe, like she felt like, why would y'all offer me that? And y'all offering... Amy Schumer or whatever her name is, millions, and she's not even funny, you know? At first I didn't understand the gripe, but then, you know, I understood. So it's just like, you're not gonna shortchange me and I've done all of these things. So um, in my specific, you know, craft, it's just like, well, I've done this, I've performed here, I've performed with this person, I've performed with that person, and I'm good at what I do. I'm very good at what I do, so, you know, you pay for you, you pay for what you get. And right, but identify that figure. So say hypothetically your mm-hmm. rate is five hundred dollars mm-hmm. per hour. Mm-hmm. How did you even get to the point of identifying that five hundred dollars per hour was your rate and that you were firm on that? Um, I always I always looked at it as as a level for me. That's just it's just self worth for me. Like this is what I feel right now, this is what I can try first. Like I said, I was charging pennies. Like I can't. I was like, I can't charge this person this much. They're not gonna book me. They why would I? And then when you learn that, yes, they will pay you if you are really good. And also, uh, looking up what other people have charged and why they charge what they charge. It's just like, okay, well, I can do this now because I'm at this level. It's, it's just like artists. They charge when artists first come out. They booking fee is probably like ten thousand. Then they drop an album and the album go crazy. Then you can't get them out for less than fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. So I try to model it like that as well. Like when I have something that does really well, if I have a video or I performed at a very prestigious place, it's just like, well, I performed here and they paid me this. So you're not going to pay me anything less than that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do is I ask what's being offered. I always ask for an offer first. Um, and then based on that offer, I'm like, okay, if they're willing to pay me this amount of money, I can ask for more. And that's course. kind of how I Definitely. shape, that's how I shape my rate is like, all right, this is how much money folks got out here. And then it's just going to keep going up. I feel like after a while it became like, all right, the last thing I did, I made this much money. So mm-hmm. if someone asked me to do this again, I'm asking for that much money or more. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go lower than my last situation. Mm-hmm. So every time I just build it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So 
So Prince, you were going to talk about your experience, experience negotiating your worth in the workplace. Yes. So I just feel like not just for me, but for everybody, like the, the workplace has just become so crazy where, you know, they want people to have master degrees, but offering 15, 16, $17 an hour. And it's just like, you telling me I did four years of, of undergrad and another two, three years and getting my master's and this is what you offer me. Like, nah, that's, that's what we not going to do. Um, I definitely feel like experience is definitely big with that too. Like you have to network, you have to make sure you get some type of experience. That's the one thing I will say I regret about, um, that I didn't do in college. I didn't intern. I didn't do any of that stuff because, you know, I was just focused on things that, I wasn't supposed to be focused on. So definitely like when they say your network is your net worth, like that is a very true statement. Like who you know and your experience together will really like, you know, take you places. And I feel like once you have that, you can negotiate and nobody can't tell you anything. It's just like, well, I've worked here. I've done this. I've done that. And you can't offer me anything less than this. And it's up to them to whether they'll take it or 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 leave it. So that's 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 really my stance on that. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Is there? Uh, did you want to add on to that? To which point? Because he said um, that <laughs> in the workplace, at least in the work in the workplace. Um, but I mean, because you know what though? Because you, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I know that you operate more on like a, a creative aspect. So I think overall. That's just kind of have been has been your negotiating experience, correct? It has, but you know what? When I was working for the the people, I don't know if you like share who you work for or whatever. Um, um, I don't say it, but okay, I mean, cool. yeah, don't we don't even yeah. say. It. But uh, you know, when I was working with them, that was my first corporate experience okay. as working as talent, but in a corporate space, and that money is different. That's mm-hmm. a different type of money. I had never made that type of money in my life. And so I think that was my wake up call that there is money out here to be made. And mm-hmm. I can establish this rate, this rate outside of corporate life because it's, it's more about paying for my service, you know. And also, if you're in a creative field, you need to consider usage rights. If someone wants to work with you and you're doing something for them that'll be on camera, it's recorded. You need to think about the fact that they'll be using this on their platform and probably will mm-hmm. use it again. And you need to set the terms for how long they can use it. And if they mm. want to use it again, you got to collect them royalties. Because a business, I'm in commercials too, and I get that check every time. So mm. that is very important that you are clear with your own, you know, um, the contracts that you create for yourself, which the I can help you with and figure out a rate for you because it's really not. Once you have it down, it's like there is no shaking from this, and everybody. That's a fact. It. And it only goes up from there. And it only right. goes up. Right. No, that that's true. I never heard of usage rights, and that makes so much sense because if they, especially as Black talent, they're always tapping us for our likeness, yep. or our aesthetic, mm-hmm. or our, for everything. Right now. And- They'll be like, oh, here, here's the check. Thank you so much. But then there, if there's a long longevity in there in, in that. So yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah. back and forth with someone right now, going through contracting, and my role it has me as on camera talent and consultant. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, run that back. It's not a consultant. It's a producer. 
Right. Let's make sure we get the wording right here. And right. this is why I'm going to ask you for an additional 10K because what my role is requiring is for me to source content for you all, okay? Help build it with creative, script, and also sit in front of the camera and host this motherfucker. Right, right. Because so, at that point, you're a one-woman show. Yeah, so. I need to get paid the producer rate and the on-camera talent rate. And the on-camera rate, right. for I'm, I'm, I'm racking it up for all of that. And you should, because the white people have been doing that. And if the mm-hmm. roles were reversed, Talk they would be charging you. They would be. Char- right. There would be no, oh, we, at the end of the day, get your money. That's right. Right. Listen, I'm, I'm, I, I think, I think me and Kennedy are gonna be good friends after this because this is, this is a green, this is a green <laughs> flag. This is a green flag for me. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I love that. We love green flags. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we could talk about this all day long, but I really appreciate you both, both of you, for coming on here and and speaking your piece and sharing your your experiences. I think a lot of people will learn from this. You know, whether it is in the friendship aspect, relationship aspect, or business aspect, and this, or especially because you both are creatives and you're amazing at what you do. So thanks, thank Mom. you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah, yes. Is, Before we wrap up, go ahead. Go, go. Go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say like go ahead and introduce you. Not introduce yourself. Close out. Tell. Remind people where they can find you. All that stuff. Um. So make you can make sure people can stay in contact. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um. In case you missed it in the beginning, my Instagram is at President Kennedy or at Curls for the Girls. Those are my Instagram platforms. I'm also a YouTuber. You can find me um, on YouTube under Kennedy Johnson. And yeah, check out my live show, hashtag live with Kennedy on the President Kennedy platform. And um, I go by the name of Young Prince. Uh, Instagram, Young Prince underscore Twitter, Young Prince underscore MC, event host, actor, whatever you need me to be, you feel me? I, I, I do it all, okay? I'm, I'm trying to take over the world, you feel me? So um, oh, that's right, Prince. Definitely, definitely a, a blessing and an honor to be on this podcast. And, you know, it's going to keep going up. It's going to keep getting better. And we just appreciate you for having us. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Definitely. Have a good day. Bye. Bye, Bonnie. <laughs> be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you consume podcasts, make sure that you are subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode going forward. Okay, thank you so much for listening to the show again. I'm your host, Pia Simone, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!